Hello, hello, and welcome to Finding Emo, which is a working title. Asterisk. Asterisk. Finding Emo. Uh, I am your host, Adam Smith, and uh, with me uh, is the lovely Sally McMahon. Formerly known as Sally Intoxication, for all you MySpace listeners out there. (laughs) 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 me. (laughs) For those of you who have a time machine to uh, 2003 when MySpace was culturally relevant, (laughs) you (laughs) will remember. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's already getting emo, isn't it? Uh, Also, the lovely Ali Koster. Hello. Uh, I didn't have a name like that, but my sister and I decided that we call uh, me Ali Axhead. So I think that's uh, just as hardcore. Wow. Mm. Unique name, accent. Hardcore. Yeah. And manning the ones and twos, our producer, Mr. Brody Fogg. Hey there. You can hear him kind of coming in through other people's microphones. He's trapped in a box yes. until this is over. So just sitting here, <laughs> sitting here trying not to make a peep, which is, uh, which is very thoughtful of him. What good so, producers do. Um, this Shut is, up, of course. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is, of course, a music podcast. So, uh, first and foremost, let's talk through coming releases. So, uh, look, right off the bat, we're going to do this thing probably fortnightly. Hmm. We'll Um, see how we go. AFL does get in the way. Uh, Sports and emo do not mix. (sighs) Yeah, emo kids really shouldn't be doing sports. I know. I know I'm very hypocritical, but I think it's kind of trendy, you know? Seems what? like you should be hanging out under the bleachers, smoking cigarettes, well, and writing maybe dark I do. poetry. Yeah, that's, that's a well. <laughs> this is a cover up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to let you down. Little jock in me. Oh my god. Well, we'll we'll allow it for now. Uh, but because it is a fortnightly podcast for the time being, uh, we will share with you the music releases for the next fortnight. So, uh, releasing this coming Friday, the twentieth of october uh we have a lot of low cards in that hand to be honest <laughs> not <laughs> not too much great Woo! Uh, we do <laughs> have yeah i will say we have guar coming oh out my with, god coming out with the blood of gods that sounds really uh, oh my, how can they do pleasing. it now will it be the same i am curious it's of see. course it's never going to be the same um <laughs> but you know they must soldier on who else is going to wear monster costumes and feed people to paper mache maggots like it feels a much needed function in our society (laughs) (laughs) so um we also have uh matthew good with something like a storm now i don't know if that means that the album is going to be something like a storm it's going to be a loose approximation of a storm or if that's just the album title it's actually just like rain music the entire time (laughs) that is so fresh have you guys actually googled yeah, I was before. listening to it last night. Oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's something I think like it's kind of story. poetic in a way. If yeah. it you know, isn't I think it that, really fits a niche. Yeah, if it isn't that, I will be devastated. Yeah. Yeah. And then I will just close the window and Google rain. That's Matthew right. good, yeah. don't be Matthew bad. Yeah. <laughs> Back to <laughs> the drawing board, Matthew good. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the kind uh, of comedy you can expect every week. Uh, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> See yourself now. I'll tell you what, we came out of the gate strong, guys. Like, it's just going to go downhill I'm from proud here. I'm proud of us. sorry, guys. Um... However, next week, the 27th of October, oh uh, we do have a few other things. Firstly, we have The Used. <laughs> oh, my God. Coming out with this their new like album. The Canyon. <laughs> so, uh, Sally, why don't, you, uh, why don't you tell us what you're anticipating for that? Well, I've only listened to the first single so far. Has anybody else? 
listening no, to that No, I've kept the used back in, like, 2008. Oh, man. There's going to be a lot of Shots fighting fight. on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well... Yeah, I don't know. Like, if you've listened to the last couple of albums, I think that you won't be surprised by what they bring out, at least from what what I've heard so far. But, yeah, I don't know. It's got it's definitely got more of an upbeat vibe. Bert isn't fucking hating his life anymore. Oh, He's that's like, nice. Yeah, it is, but, like, I can't relate, man. Like, <laughs> he Sally like... hates every second of every yeah, day. pretty much. No, it's, like, I enjoy it, but at the same time, you know, he has a wife and a kid now, and he's in a successful band. Isn't that the worst when people do life really well? Yeah. How rude. See, that's how you transform from, like, an emo band into, say, Creed. (laughs) No. (laughs) Don't. Yeah, it's got got a bit of, like, it almost has, like, a bit of a, like, there's, like, a cowbell at the start. It's got a bit of, like, the darkness vibe. But it also kind of, at the beginning, sounds like Twisted Sister, we're not going to make it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I have a problem with a band sounding like Twisted Sister. Like, there are worse things. With a mixture of the darkness and the used. Yeah, there there are worse things. That's just my humble opinion. Okay, so then the other big one coming out that week is Weezer with Pacific Daydream. Oh, boy. Okay, can I tell you guys? I'm uh, full disclosure. I am a few years older than my uh, my illustrious co-hosts. Uh, just a few, like a decade and a half. Um, <laughs> but I was into Weezer a big time when I was a teenager, and with good reason because they were good. Uh, they put out two of maybe the best albums anyone's ever put out, and then followed that up with a. Uh, 20 year run of horse shit mm-hmm. <laughs> um, eloquently however, put yeah. yeah however every single time I go through the same roller coaster of emotions right I hear there's a new Weezer album coming out I'm like I'm, I'm not gonna buy that and then it gets a bit closer I'm like I don't know maybe it'll be pretty good and then it gets even closer I'm like maybe it'll be really good <laughs> and it gets a bit closer I'm like maybe it will be the best album they've ever done and then I listen to them so like god reason. damn it <laughs> every time so once again uh on the uh 28th of october expect me to be crestfallen yeah i was gonna say what is it like the five stages of death it's like yeah yeah that's exactly what it is yeah Mm. i i go through like all five stages of grief with every weezer album (laughs) (laughs) I, i think it's like when Rivers Cuomo started writing these like mindless party tunes. At first, I thought like, well, this is an interesting kind of deal. He's kind of doing this ironically, like taking the piss out of like goofy party tunes. But then after 20 years of it, you have to think, no, this is just him. He just writes party tunes. Mm. So pretty sad. Pop music is still good, though. But I think Wee's doing pop music. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe... Maybe it's a mind shift. Maybe I have mm. to just be okay with the fact that Weezer is a pop mm. band. Like if they rebranded and called themselves like Woozer, <laughs> maybe it would make it kind of okay. Yeah, that's what's holding them back. Is yeah, the name. yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Um, I uh, I went to see them a few years ago when they came through Sydney and they played uh, Blue oh, from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they worked their way backwards through their catalog, which meant that, like, the first hour of the show was garbage. And then, like, the last hour was just stellar. Mm-hmm. So uh, still well worth it. Ended on a high note. Yeah, 100%. Uh, they they actually played Pinkerton all the way through in Melbourne, which, mm. you know, probably would have been an even better show. But 
I I'll, mm, look. respectfully disagree, but maybe that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll say blue probably has more sentimental value for me. Mm, mm. So, uh, okay, so that is your uh, music releases for the next fortnight. Uh, one thing I will bring up, though, mm. uh, one that we missed last week, Wu Tang. Obviously, you can't have an emo podcast without mentioning with Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah, without the, the cornerstone of emo music themselves, the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> the, the two things are practically synonymous. You think, you think emo and you think Wu-Tang. Sally, um, do you like Wu-Tang? I've told you guys this before. I'm more of an NWA kind oh, of okay. girl. Like I'm, I won't say that I'm not a fan, but... You, at the very least recognize the fact that Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, can we swear um, on this? Language warning. Yes, there we, we go. Can. Fuck yeah! <laughs> fuck yeah, we can. Not, <laughs> this isn't a, an officially sanctioned podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're gone rogue here. This is like pirate radio. It's anarchy! Bring us back in, Brody. Bring <laughs> us back in. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I uh, once again, full disclosure, huge Wu-Tang fan, mm. huge Wu-Tang fan. Mm. And uh, number one, I was delighted to hear that this is probably their best release since uh, Wu-Tang Forever back in 97. Interesting. And uh, number two, I was pleasantly surprised to realize that I can still recognize each member of the Wu-Tang Clan by voice on each track. So, Which is, um, it's, a, it's a big achievement, to be it's, honest. Yeah. It's Adam's an, actually the biggest fangirl. Mm. It's an enviable skill. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on your resume. Of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is your, uh, that is your <laughs> weekly Wu-Tang update. Uh, up next, news. <laughs> Sally, you want to take us away? So, in this week's What the Fuck, <laughs> Tom DeLonge, uh, obviously former Blink-182 frontman. Is that how we're supposed to say Yeah, I wanted to be... Ve- DeLonge. <laughs> yeah. Can I- some culture in yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, like this you, is an email podcast. You go please. to him and you, to- you call him Tom DeLonge. He's like, uh, pardon me, please, it's DeLonge. <laughs> DeLonge. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's part of his new... That could be part of his you know, new persona. <laughs> so that's... Yeah, I feel like looking at him now, I, I want to be a bit more fancy, you know. And, and like also growing up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, so I don't know if you guys have seen this. And over the last few years, there's been whispers on the internet, him giving, you know, very odd interviews about his involvement mm. in space research. He likes aliens. Yeah, fucking loves them. Um, so apparently, just last week, he and a bunch of engineers of space time. <laughs> oh, quote, finger, wait, wait. finger quotations the, are being used here. This is the, the people's job title. Yes. Engineers of space time. Yes. Okay. So, yep. so they have launched a new company called To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. Um, so as you can imagine, the details are vague as fuck, but <laughs> the, the company is going to be working on space research and do you know what? I know that you guys will be really excited, but you can invest in his new endeavor. That, that opportunity doesn't cost money. It makes money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they've already raised, I think it was like around $200,000. <laughs> so Yeah. 
But like, I want, I want to know what you guys think. Like, is this legit? Like, is this he's you know just had too many drugs over the years and these you know just the inevitable consequences or like is this like a money making scheme i spoke to somebody today about it and they were like oh you know he's just trying to be relevant and i was like relevant to what (laughs) 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 so yeah the the all important crazy people crowd (laughs) yeah it's a growing market it's niche but it's growing um i i think probably this is 100 percent serious to him I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. From what I've heard of Tom Delange, <laughs> I think this is 100% serious. Like, And I love the fact that it's space research, right? Like, that's so kind of vague, isn't it? Like, Space is my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it does the things. Yeah. Mm, I like yeah, how true. there's things in it. Mm. There's, there's Lots of it. Yeah, there's lots of areas where there's not things. Mm. And then every so often things mm. that's what we found out from the the very kind of beginning of our space research <laughs> is that there are there are huge portions where there's just really not anything and then there's a thing so do you want to invest <laughs> <laughs> Give us where, your dollar bills. Where, where do i sign <laughs> so yeah mm, wtf mm. <laughs> keep it up tom so sign uh, up. you do sign thanks up. for ruining things <laughs> I've been I've been listening to Josie a lot recently, and um, the bit where he just goes everything, yelling everything. Sorry, uh, listeners, um, uh, it's the worst. Anyway, anyway, moving on. He's come I'm, full circle. Well, yes, I've got you. I've got an, another investment opportunity for you guys. Actually, oh my god. Um, the the late a very great Kurt Cobain uh, is having a lot of his uh, his personal possessions uh, auctioned off, and it's actually. Uh, Let's see. It's uh, actually next month going up on the auction block, right? So there are all kinds of uh, different items up for auction, like the MTV Music Video Award for Smells Like Teen Spirit. The bidding on that starts at uh, 12.5 grand. Show flyers, tour and uh, television appearance kind of paraphernalia, all the way down to personal belongings. But the one that you, uh, you actually have a shot at is Kurt's personal blockbuster video card oh my god i heard about right. this starting bid of only a hundred dollars it's his membership card it was issued at the blockbuster in uh, north orange grove uh in los angeles and was found in a plastic wallet insert in his wallet right so if you would like to buy kurt cobain's blockbuster video card mind you a a card to a store that no longer exists then it could be yours potentially for as little as $100. Mm-hmm. Or you could take that $100 and put it toward space <laughs> research. What <laughs> choice, guys? I know what I'd do. <laughs> what I want to know is, do you get an insight into his like borrowing yeah, history? Yeah, what was he into? Did he get his late fees? Yeah, oh, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Fees. He would probably have some crazy late fees by now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, yeah, so here's the thing. You actually owe $35,000 <laughs> for a, uh, a late return of nu- the Nutty Professor. <laughs> Still hasn't brought it back. Oh, my God. What You've if been, they're selling like one of his VHS calling. and that's in there? 
<laughs> you'd, you'd have to hook up with the person who bought the VHS. Oh like, look, God. you got to do me a solid. <laughs> Blockbuster has been after me about this copy of Nutty Professor. I know that the movie came out several years after Kurt Cobain died. I don't know how he rented it, but they, these guys will not leave me alone. And believe you me, they need the money because they've gone into liquidation. So they are highly motivated to recoup this debt. I'm not asking for the the VHS player. That's yours. You bought it fair and square. I'm only asking for the tape. And if you have it, the box it came in. And could you please rewind it first? Because they're going to fuck me over on the rewinding. I know that. That's another five bucks, at least. All hypothetical, of course. (laughs) No. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's how it played. <laughs> well, that's exciting. So, is anybody gonna put a bid, or we can crowdfund it, get a hundred people popping a dollar each, and it can be the people's. That's the right. People's and then they they share the debt. <laughs> All right, Ali, what have you got for us? <laughs> well. I've kind of gone through a little blast in the past and having a look at uh, what bands are coming back to Australia that probably shouldn't be. Ooh. Oh, yeah, which is a nice little spicy, spicy topic. Um, although I do feel like some of them should be, but in a really cringeworthy way. Um, so the first we're, one we're an got, emo podcast. Yeah, cringeworthy are, is our brief. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're gonna love this bad boy. Uh, so U.S. pop punk outfit We the Kings. <laughs> have announced they're heading to Australia next year uh, to celebrate their 10th anniversary of their self-titled debut album. Uh, I can't really remember what that's called because I think we like to sort of keep those things in the past, but I think uh, Sally might remember the banger, Check Yes, Juliet. Yes, I do. But if it's self-titled... I'm, I'm yeah. just gonna. Oh, I'm gonna go out on a limb <laughs> and say, <laughs> my next God, but yeah, be, I, I do it'd be remember. really odd if a band called We the Kings released a self-titled album called, like, you know, Led Zeppelin Four. <laughs> You're all right, guys. Forget it. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Brody, um, we either need you to edit, edit that, that out, out or, or just keep or, that shit in. No, this is this is gold. <laughs> I was gonna, can say, we get a toilet sound effect? Yeah, there? yeah. all the yeah. like. Bam, bam. Bro- Brody's actually got her mic on a kill switch. <laughs> kill switch engage. Ooh, I see, I see what you did there. That was a, that was beautiful. Thank you. Um, I'm never gonna talk again except for now. Um, <laughs> I'm back. Uh, I'm back. Hey guys. Hey. Um, another one that's revisiting us: a uh, glass jaw. Oh um, man. Yeah. See, there's a band where the side project was much better than the original band. Hmm. Like Head Automatica, fun to listen to. Very I don't remember fun. ever hearing a Glassjaw song that I was like, I, I'd hear that again. Yeah, yeah. I I went and saw them. Um, they did a sideshow for Soundwave back many years ago, uh, with Jimmy World and Sunny Day Real Estate, and Glassjaw was supporting. Um, I kind of like have blanked out their entire set. Motion City soundtrack were there as well. Fucking terrible. Yeah. No, what? So bad. Which is Why? so funny because so I saw them live once and they were really, really good. Well, that's <gasps> what I was thinking. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah, no, just lots of wailing and not like the good kind that I huh. appreciate. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then the last bad boy that we've got is uh, Thursday. Oh, with Buddy's Quicksand. And I unironically will fucking love this show. Yes, and 100%. And go the fuck to this show. Yeah. yeah. Sally and I have already been discussing our outfits. 100%. Mm. Lots I'd, of tears. Mm. Way down with Thursday. Mm. Yeah. So 
I don't think that there's anything to be ashamed about there at all. Mm. Um, and if you do, you've probably wandered into the wrong podcast. <laughs> Turn back now. You, you were looking for the podcast for observational comedian Emo Phillips, <laughs> which I completely understand, but uh, you'll you'll want to keep soldier on in that search. You'll find him eventually. Either that or space research. Space research. space research. That's you can still come to this podcast for space research because we're we've sunk a substantial sum of money into into this idea and. Frankly, if it doesn't pay off, we're all in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's my last resort to finally pay off my blockbuster debt. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I think they're gone. Well, <laughs> 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 and with that, we've killed off the last of our nascent listener base. Oh, we had a good run, guys. All right. So speaking of good run, uh, that is news for you. Up next... The uh, the download of the week, which yep. is that's uh, basically just us talking shit. So <laughs> that's we'll rebrand all this. Name. We'll change My this God. all in post, right? Yeah, yeah, we'll change it all in post. Freddy. Get rid of it, Freddie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so if you have wandered into this podcast, you uh, you are interested in emo music or as i mentioned earlier you uh you were interested in comedian emo phillips and you thought you know what i'll give these guys a try or maybe you are emo phillips and you're googling yourself <laughs> and you found this and you're like well i don't remember recording this podcast but i guess <laughs> i'll give it a shot anyway um then uh oh my god Sally can't Why breathe and I she just, just snorted a, water a massive gulp of water right before you said <laughs> um so you're probably wondering, uh, who who the hell are you guys and why are you doing this? Uh, so, look, I thought we would just talk about every week we'll, we'll have a topic centered around uh, emo music. And we'll, uh, we'll have a little discussion about it. But this week for our inaugural podcast, I thought, uh, you know, we kind of talked about it and we thought the best topic would probably be, why? <laughs> yeah yeah so so our topic this week is what (laughs) a podcast about emo why would you do that keep that shit in the past 2017 yeah you guys do realize that right (laughs) (laughs) this brand of music hasn't been culturally relevant at the same time as podcasts (laughs) (laughs) the two are not contemporaneous and yet you somehow managed to marry them um but yeah, so I thought we'd talk about why, why exactly we're doing this, and uh, what uh, emo music has meant to all of us. So, uh, guys, let, let's take a little, a little drive through the past. Tell us about how you ended up, uh, kind of into emo music, what it means to you, and and why you want to continue talking about it. Sally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> way to way to. Pass that conversational football. Pass the torch. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what Um, wow. Wow. What a journey it's been. (laughs) She's stalling. (laughs) I think I If I may deviate from my prepared remarks. (laughs) (coughs) Shuffling papers. Um, Yeah, I feel like my first interactions with emo culture would have had to have come from my big brother and sister. 
neither of which are emo anymore. So clearly, I don't know what happened with me. Like, I just won't let go. And they've moved on. My brother is basically a big jock. And my sister is like a bohemian princess. So, yeah, I don't know what's happening with Gerard Way over here. But we'll move on from that. Um, but, yeah, so pretty much the used were probably my opening to the, the world of emo and and still, you know, remain to be my favourite band to this day. But I feel like the actual term emo I never identified with until the last, like, maybe five years. Like, for so long I tried to really push it away because I'd be listening to this music, you know, for, for quite a while when I was, like, in primary school, in private, you know, I was Britney Spears on the streets, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Burt McCracken at home. And, yeah, but, like, when you're growing up in high school and just having people, like, yell out emo and stuff to you, you're like, I'm not an emo, that's a brand of music, like, this isn't, like, my identity. And it was such an insult as well. It, it yeah. became one of those things where it was just, like, if you called someone an emo, it was just, like, get in your hole, yeah. you black-wearing thing of shame <laughs> you yeah, crumb burn. <laughs> <laughs> yes i remember those exact words Ellie. oh my gosh like it was yesterday back to me. <laughs> but yeah so i feel like are you guys the same like were you like i'm emo in like 2007 or have you kind of reclaimed the word because i feel like that's what i've done in the last five years i'm like yeah you know what i was fucking emo then and i'm fucking emo now deal with it yay I think I definitely um, shared the shame of being called emo because I think it was uh, not cool to kind of identify as emo, but I still would dress in all black Mm. um, and take photos out in the rain with myself and put it on my MySpace profile. Um, But I was also very just into the music itself. Um, I remember someone, you'll you'll appreciate this story, Sally. Uh, in year seven, I really liked The Used, and mm. this popular girl at school also liked The Used. And then Darn. they decided to ask me in the middle of the class, Ali, do you still like The Used? And I was so terrified, and then my friend went, yeah, she still likes The Used. And it was just the biggest burn ever. Uh. <laughs> Adam really identifies with this story, don't you, Adam? Yeah, like, well, sure Someone do. once wrote, Sally is an emo on a calculator in, like, the numbers on the little calculator screen. Was like, That's eh, kind of impressive, emo. Though, yeah, isn't it? I and know, I, I, and I turned that. around. They called out emo, and I responded. So I knew and turned around, and then they had, yeah, the calculator upside down, and I was like... <laughs> wow, that's actually... I mean, that's some pretty good yeah. calculator skills. Well, yeah, it Put is. me in contact with them. I will. Yeah. To bully um, me. I my my experience was a bit different, but once again because I'm I'm old. Um, so when uh, emo became the kind of cultural identifier that it ended up becoming, uh, I was already an adult. Um, so I'm talking like I was probably <clears throat> by the time it really became like a, a pejorative term, I was probably like 25, 26. You know. So, how, we old, um, how old we are now, basically. Right. So if you're talking, okay, so like for a point of reference, okay, uh, I'm, I'm 37, about to be 38. Uh, so like I, I listen to like some of the kind of proto emo bands uh, that you would definitely identify as emo now, but not, it, it wasn't really a, a lifestyle so much, uh, or at least not in a sort of, uh, I guess I I hate to this this isn't meant to be insulting, but at oh, least no, in kind of a us. at least in kind of a corporate way. We love this, you know mm. what I mean. At least in kind of a corporate branding way, 
it wasn't really a lifestyle. So yeah, I listened to things like Weezer and the Get Up Kids and Sunny Day Real Estate and people like that. And then, yeah, once the kind of big wave of, of popular emo rolled around, like, uh, like The Used and My Chemical Romance and people like that, yeah, I continued, I continued to listen to them. Uh, but at the time, it was with some degree of shame because mm -hmm. I was like, I am much, much older than everyone else listening to this music. Uh, but in terms of kind of dressing as or identifying as or building sort of a, a, a cultural identity around it, I think by the time that happened, I was too old for it. Mm -hmm. So I, I never had to deal with the pain of being uh, made fun of or called an emo. Uh, I merely had to deal with the pain of being made fun of and called names for a myriad of other reasons <laughs> 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 throughout my, my time growing up. Uh, but thankfully not any to do with my musical choices at the time uh so yeah it's it's a, a bit of an interesting um an interesting thing for me to hear you guys experiences uh because i think it did really become this sort of uh this sort of almost uh archetype you know that that people identified with and that there was you know there's a certain way of dressing and acting and a, a certain kind of uh, cultural crowd that you put yourself in. And uh, I, I missed all that. Uh, and from your experiences, I guess I'm not sorry I did. Do you know what? It was actually the best. Like, <laughs> as much as, you know, emo is supposed to be synonymous with crying in a corner somewhere. Like, I was still doing that. But well, I was, I was doing a that. lot cooler when I was doing it. Yeah. I was also listening to, yeah, I don't know, like Brand New or something at yeah. the time. So it's fun. Mm. But yeah, it really was, it, you know, was very much a community. And when you were with your other emo friends, that was fine. It was, yeah, more just when you were with the normies. Yeah, yeah see, I was with real. the normies. Like, oh, I was no. kind of like the stereotypical emo chick at my school. Um, I kind of enjoyed it, though, to be honest. Like, there was a little bit of, like, fear in their eyes. Because <laughs> um, I grew up in a very religious area, so the concept of someone kind of not playing sport which is apparently synonymous with religion because if you're doing uh if you're you're doing something with your hands you can't use them for devil work <laughs> <laughs> can't make be baby jesus cry by touching yourself <laughs> i'm triggered um yeah so it was kind of nice being a bit of the weirdo at school yeah um, yeah, standing out. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And it was also, I just, even listening back to some of the stuff now, some of the stuff is shit. Like, yeah, some of it is really, not aged well. Really, really bad. Why? It has not aged well. <laughs> like the used. I'm sorry. Don't you dare. Oh, oh, man. Don't you dare. <laughs> this, is, this is going to be quite I am the podcast. The table. I'm wearing a The U shirt right now, Ali. I am wearing a Joy Division shirt, which kind of says where we're at. Wow. So I might sound what, very similar, but... What Ali is saying here is that she has more refined musical tastes. Uh, yeah, That's I mean, reading between the lines. That's what she's trying to say. I've always been a bit of a... Of the podcast. <laughs> That's what this is saying. Okay, listeners? Yeah. I've I, always been a bit of a music elitist, so I'm kind of... Yeah, I'm really glad to kind of like, you know... Take that forward into it. Into this, <laughs> I feel like that is most people. They develop their taste beyond when they were, you know, going through puberty. And I've just like clung on. And I like with, you for that. But yeah. I think there's no problem with still, you know, like I, uh, uh, 
maybe six months ago, just on a whim, I started putting together these playlists. I put them together based upon where I lived at the time, right? Mm. Uh, and basically how old I was. So it's like I put one together like, okay, this is when I lived in Tallahassee. And I was like 23 years old. This is when I moved to Nashville. And I was like 24, you know, and this is when I first moved to Orlando. I was like 26 and like, and basically everything that was kind of the soundtrack of my life at the time. And I still go back to li and listen to those all the time honestly and Regular some of it rotation. it's like yeah like i know objectively this is not like great music from an artistic standpoint but my god it was like this was a really formative time of my life mm. that this was happening and it's like it it still evokes all those emotions in me you know and i think that's kind of why we're doing this i was just going to say that's literally at the crux of why mm. we're doing this podcast and i was telling you guys i think last week i was out in the city and i went to go into freeders the line was too long so i stumbled into the lord gladstone and as i was pulling out my id i was saying to the security guard why is it so dead in here tonight and he was like oh it's emo night <laughs> and i look to my friend who is in no way shape or form an emo now or in the past and i'm like "Fuck yes yeah and we walk through and you know it's out in the beer garden and the dj spinning you know the used my chem taking back sunday you know fallout boy um panic <laughs> at the disco you know um I don't know if I said brand new that was in there. Um, but yeah, basically just the emo hits that you would expect at, say, Hot Damn, maybe 10 years ago. May <laughs> rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I was there with my friend and I was like singing along to every word, having the best time. And she was like, holy shit, like the people here are so passionate. Like yeah. there may have only been like 50 people there, but every person there was like, yeah, singing along to every word. Like they were, you know, not in like the OG emo get up but you can tell yeah. like you could look at them on the street and be like you were emo yeah yes and, and i think that's the thing is it takes you back to like a very particular time and place and because it was such emotive music in the first place like it you felt all those feelings so incredibly strongly when you listen to that music and whether they're frivolous or not you know like for like kind of the the teenage angst or you know the kind of mid-20s ennui or whatever mm. whether it was frivolous or ridiculous or not you felt it really deeply at that time and it felt real and important to you and you listen to it again and it puts you right back in that place feeling those same feelings mm. and there's something really cathartic about it because even though at the time a lot of it was kind of like self-inflicted, like making yourself feel like shit. Mm. It, it really was. It was incredibly cathartic, you know? And it's like, well, I kind of get all this feeling out listening to this stuff, you know, rather than internalizing things. So, yeah, I understand it, you know? And, yeah, that's why we're doing this. Because yeah. it's like and it's music that was really important to us at a very particular time in our lives. I was going to say, and that kind of ties into Ali's news with We The Kings doing their 10-year anniversary. Like, I'm sure that will be, like, a pretty, like, popular show. And you'll go there and the people who are there will sing along to every single word. Like, you know, I don't know, are they playing their debut album in full? Probably. That's their self-titled album. Let's <laughs> open for <laughs> Their self-titled <laughs> Radiohead. <laughs> Thriller. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like, and I think that's why these sorts of bands have been able to do these anniversary 
tours and it doesn't end up having to be like an R&B Fridays type situation mm. where, you know, Neo plays for 15 minutes and then Craig David comes on and plays for 20 mm. minutes after. Because that it's does like, sound beautiful oh, though. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's angelic. Come yeah. on. Um, but yeah, I think that's why they're able to do these kind of tours. Well, yeah, it's because of that. I went and saw um, Yellow Card at their last show um, this year, and it was fucking awesome. It was so good. They played Ocean Avenue in full, and everyone around me, they just looked like complete normies, which I loved. And we were all just singing every- along to every single word of it. And mm. it's so nice. Like, I listened to that album so much after my, my, my year nine boyfriend, he broke up with me and I was just like, you know what? Joke. No, no. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, Josh. <laughs> you piece of shit. Look how far <laughs> she's come we're, now. We might have to bleep that bit out. <laughs> for legal reasons. Uh, fuck you, blankety blank. Yeah. You know who you are. Um, and that I could kind of listen to that album and still have like all of those feelings and like memories come back and they're so dumb, but there's also something really nice about yeah. having an album that marks your totally insignificant high school boyfriend breaking up with you. We dated for two months, guys, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it is with all this stuff, it's not insignificant to you at the time. Mm. You know what I mean? It's real to you at the time and that's all you can go by is mm. the fact that right then at that moment you're feeling those feelings and they are real for you, you know? Uh, but I had the same, like I went to see Jimmy world, uh, and what I was amazed by, like I'm, I'm standing there singing all the lyrics to all the songs, uh, but, and, and a lot of them to the, the really old stuff, but so was like the 18 year old next to me, you know, and she was feeling it like seriously feeling it. And I mean, on tracks like 23 or like, you know, uh, or like, um, for me, this is heaven, like stuff like that, like old stuff, you she know, knew that, the back catalog. Yeah, yeah, like stuff that was like she would have been tiny when this came out, like or for some of it, maybe even not born, mm. you know, but it connected with her the same way. And I think that has to say something about the genre of music, mm. you know. Well, yeah, look at me. I'm wearing a Joy Division shirt. You yeah, know, that's like, right. I don't think it matters. Um, so, side note on Joy Division. We've talked about this before. Can I just say, you know, like amazing band. Uh Oh, here we go. Uh, it's it's obviously horrible tragedy, but the thing that I think is really funny is that when they reformed this new order, it was like, you know what, guys? Now we can just dance, <laughs> right? You know, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice, guys, if we could just dance? If we could just be happy for yeah. that's the <laughs> evolution <laughs> of these emo bands. That's where the used is right yeah. now. They oh. turned okay, into guys, the, the canyon. Twenty seventh October. So they're the Make new sure. order to the used old Joy Division, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go, guys. That basically that's that's it. That's why we're doing this podcast. Uh, that's why we we will continue to bring it to you at the moment once a fortnight, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully with greater frequency in the future. Um, and uh, every week we'll discuss a new topic. Some controversial, some not. Mm. Uh, some some bizarre <laughs> hypotheticals. Uh, or would you rather questions and of course we will uh, be more than happy to take suggestions from you Uh, but right now we've got our own suggestion for you which is to uh, help us out in answering our question of the week okay so question uh, earlier we're talking about uh, Glassjaw is coming Mm. through town and uh, I mentioned that they're one of those bands who their side project was actually better than the regular band right and I feel like there might be a few of those out there. So 
what I would love to hear from our hypothetical <laughs> listeners as we shout into the void. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sound we hear is our own voices echoing back at us. Um, but uh, if you are out there, Emo Phillips, uh, then, yeah, uh, let us know. Like some, maybe if there's a band uh, out there that you think had a side project that was actually better than the original band. Uh, the only one that comes to mind f- to me right now is Glassjaw. Uh, although I would say, okay, the Traveling Wilburys, but only for Jeff Lynne, not for anyone else in that band, <laughs> right? Everyone else, their solo careers were way better. But for Jeff Lynne, I think Traveling Wilburys was probably the zenith of his career. Get a hold on. Does Jack's mannequin count? Yes, yeah. 100%. 100% well, Jack's mannequin. You could take that answer and submit it to us, and we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. We'll take what we can get. What about, oh, this, okay, I'm a huge Get Up Kids fan, right? Mm-hmm. Big time Get Up Kids fan. But there's got to be someone out there who feels like Reggie and the Full Effect or the new Amsterdam's have it all over. I've the listened to all of these bands. <laughs> yeah. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> That's your homework. <laughs> uh, get educated. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there, there's gotta be someone out there who's like, fuck get up kids, new Amsterdam's uh, you're wrong, but I, I might accept Reggie and the full effect. Uh, but yeah, there's got to be some bands like that that you feel like the stuff they did on the side was just way, way better than the stuff that they, they did for a living. So we want you to hit us back and tell us who those bands are for you. All right. So <laughs> that's us. That's us. That's the uh, the uh, debut podcast. So uh, to anyone out there listening, we thank you for listening. Uh, once we get ourselves on iTunes, which will happen eventually, uh, please rate and review us on iTunes and uh, push us up to the top of the charts. <laughs> and uh, comment with your favorite lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like put something dark and moody, <laughs> you know, and make sure that your username is some cryptic allusion to <laughs> an emo band. It also has to have an X in it. Yes. Yeah, if it doesn't uh, have a little X with a big X and a hyphen <laughs> in between, I will yeah, not accept heart. your yeah. submission. Um, so, yeah, please rate and review us. And, uh, we will join you again in a fortnight. So for all of us here at the Finding Emo podcast, asterisk until we come up with a better name, thank you very much, and we'll see you again. <laughs>